Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today I want to talk about an article I just read coming out of Australia. That's right, the University of Western Australia. The title is, Have We Been Trying to Prevent Suicides Wrongly All This Time? Strange title, I know. But it's from Michael uh, Chiron and Andrew Page. I'll link to this in the show notes. But basically, instead of asking who is at risk, they ask when is a person at risk? And this question came up because they said that the approach that we in general have been taking does not seem to be reducing the suicide rates, at least in Australia. And what we we look at even here in America and throughout the world, suicide rates uh, at times have gone up. I know during COVID they went down, and now they seem to be trending back up again. Um, and we just don't know who is most vulnerable to suicide. And if we do, we struggle to efficiently target resources to them when they need it the most. So the new approach is not who is at risk, but when they are at risk. And what they found in, this, uh, in their research is that depression increases suicide risk, yes, but on a given day, most depressed people will not consider suicide. Uh, so we need to know when a person um, when their risk for suicide has increased, like what has changed. And what they found is that the day before, the day before a suicide attempt, that there is an increase in a loss of hope, an increase in the, uh, the perception that they cannot change things that matter to them, whether it's their health, their work, their relationships, they have an increase in loss of hope. Now, on the day of the suicide attempt, there seems to be an increase in a perception that they are a burden to friends and family. So, you know, we talk about in the past this idea of, you know, hopelessness and feeling like a burden. But what we're really looking for and what we should have been looking for is an increase in that perception of feeling like a burden and that that increase in feeling hopeless about our situation and circumstances. And so how do we respond to this? And according to the article, they said that it's really about reframing and, and reevaluating our misguided beliefs. Uh, so as an example, instead of saying, I am a burden, to replace it with, I wouldn't think a loved one was a burden if they were suffering. When we think about other people and put other people in our shoes or situation or imagine if someone else was living our life, we seem to then have a bit more compassion for them, a bit more empathy, sympathy, understanding. Um, and, and if you're like me, 
I think that I tend to be harder on myself and and self-flagellate as a way of preempting the anticipated uh, public flagellation that's coming. So, for instance, if I've you know made some egregious error, some some massive failing, um, that there's a fear that other people will make fun of me, humiliate me for it, criticize me. And so instead of waiting for others to do it, I'll do it to myself and I'll do it publicly. Um, it's like, ah, you can't beat me up more than I can beat up myself kind of deal. And I think we, we kind of, a, I, you know, for myself, it can become a, a default thing to where now I'm just in a constant state of, of self-flagellation or blaming myself or criticizing myself or harming myself as a way to keep others from doing it to me. And I never take the time to really have compassion for myself, empathy, understanding. I never take the time to forgive myself or reflect on, you know, what contributed to it and how I can course correct and what is in my power to, to change so that um, you know the, the same errors or mistakes aren't, or the, or that I have an outcome that um, I actually would prefer, right? So you know, there's a reframing that has to take place, but but first there has to be an awareness that we're even you know doing these things. So going back to this article, what really is important is not so much the sense of hopelessness or feeling like a burden, but an increase in that sense of hopelessness and feeling like a burden, where maybe you're, you're talking more about how hopeless things are or there's the, the emotional intensity increases. And that's another way to communicate with other people, whether you're talking to a therapist or a friend, uh, or if you call the 988 number to say, hey, I've noticed an increase. I remember when I, they were trying to get my asthma medications uh, titrated or correct or get the dosage right or, and figure out what meds to give me. There's this med that increased my suicidal ideations and my impulsiveness. It, it was so drastic that I immediately told the doctor. At first, I was like, oh, my God, I must really be going through a thing. And But, you know, I was like, but it just didn't make sense to me. And then my doctor was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, this, this medication can increase uh, one's impulsiveness and uh, suicidal uh, ideations. So immediately, I got off of it, right? Uh, but only because I had an understanding of what was contributing to the increase and, and because I noticed that there was an increase. Sometimes it can be difficult to figure out what's contributing to the increase if we're taking other drugs, right, other narcotic substances, alcohol, things like that that can maybe numb our awareness or if we're working strange hours or if we've had some other major life change at the time, we may not notice it. It could it can creep up on us 
um, and and kind of blindside us. So when we see that, if you feel an increase uh, of hopelessness or feeling like a perceived burden, that's the time, especially the hopelessness, because that seems to be the precursor to then feeling like a burden, right? Um, to reach out, call 988, to call a friend, to maybe scale things back a bit in life, uh, to say no to things, to practice more self-care, to go for a walk, um, uh, to you know try to go sober or, or clean up some other area of your life. But also it's an opportunity to, to talk to, to someone, whether you're talking to someone out loud or in your journal, but to recognize that the, the increase doesn't last forever. It can feel like it. You know, you get that spike and then we, we can act on it. But if we can create space and notice it and say, oh, I, I'm, I'm feeling a spike, I'm noticing a spike, then we can, we can step back, zoom out, and get the help that we need. So I hope you get the help that you need, and, and I hope that um, if it's not for you, that you also recognize, maybe this gives you an opportunity to recognize an increase or a spike um, in someone else so that uh, not only can we save our lives, but we can save the lives of other people. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. I know this was a quick one, but I really thought this um, article was powerful. And, uh, and you know, we've, I've done other episodes on how to deal with uh, hopelessness and, and feeling like a burden and, and recognizing it really is about um, recognizing that if a friend of yours felt like this, that you would want to help them. You would want to be there for them. You would want to hear and sit next to them um, and, and until it went down. And so to find that one person, find that one person that can be that for you. And it can take time. And, and if, you're, if you're in that space right now where you feel an increase and you're like, I have no one, well, that, you know, it goes back to us being responsible for, uh, uh, you know, to keep trying, to build that network of people. I, I've talked so much about lateral connections and friendships and things like that because when we do have that increase that's when it becomes hard it, it's you know it, it our, our, our thinking is cloudy it's too difficult at that time to then forge friendships and bonds it's better when the noise has died down when we're thinking a bit clearly that's the time we need to be proactive in building up our network of people that we can go to and call on that we can lean on. So uh, no days off with this. And, and also the beauty is the, the, the wider our network, the more resources that we have, the more people that we feel like we can trust and feel safe enough to share and open with, then the less we'll feel like a burden. It's understandable to feel like a burden if you only, if you feel like you only have, one person to go to and you're going to that same person over and over again right but if we have multiple people that we can go to or multiple resources or places or phone numbers you know that you know 
call all the phone numbers listed in the show notes. Uh, don't be shy about that. And it is because just calling someone immediately will feel that intensity uh, decrease. So um, there are resources available for you. And, and I, I'm so grateful that this podcast, uh, my voice has been a resource for you. Um, thank you for tuning in. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you calling the 988 or any of the other 800 numbers listed in all the show notes. You can chat, call, or text. You can go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.